blackity black 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 to all my zoo out there hey folks and welcome to brown and out today we're talking with floor costume close enough <laughs> hi floor how's it going Hello, good people of the internet and Reggie. Hey, how are you doing today? Um, that's a good question. Um, I don't know how I'm doing today, but I know that right now I'm glad that I'm here. I'm sitting with you and I'm chatting with you. A little uncomfortable and nervous and sweating under the armpits, but overall, I'm here and I'm I'm here. You certainly are. <laughs> what are a few things that folks should know about you, Flora? Um, what do the folks need to know about me? Um, bonjour, my name is Flor Costume. <laughs> You're just cringing. It's fine. Um, um, my name is French and I do speak French and Lacroix La is, I think that's how you say it because this, is this English, like American brand? I don't know. I am holding a Lacroix. Actually, it's not. I don't think it is. Even Lacoy, I'm uh, <laughs> I'm drinking a flavored soda that um, I thought was Lacoy. Um, I I don't know what the folks should know about me. What are you interested in knowing? I think the most interesting thing about any person is what motivates them. Mm. Oof, 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 oof. That's a good question. What what motivates me? Um. That's something I've been actually really trying to figure out and I feel like has been shifting in the past few months. I I used to be very like, I felt like I used to be ambitious, like driven in school. And when I got of, when I like graduated school and I thought I, I was gonna, um, I don't know, fight for the world mm. and fight for the environment and... And I don't know, in the past few months, past few years, actually, I just feel like there's been like a shift of being like, ooh, what about myself? And what does that look like to be um, fighting for myself and to fight for myself means that I need to have a self and I need to have an understanding of what self is and what I'm trying to protect. So I guess one of the things that's been like motivating me in the past few months is just like building resiliency in really like working and understanding um what does it mean to be floor and how do how does floor work um <laughs> talking to myself in the third person that's how i like it <laughs> um yeah what does it mean to be floor um and like and the thing i'm finally understanding is like it's not necessarily just my hard work and the things i've done and the things i will do but rather there is something more enigmatic, um, something that I cannot define. Like, um, just like as I'm coming, wow, I'm seeing like a lot, and that's a habit I didn't know that I had. So that's <laughs> like good to hear myself speak in this space. Um, what it means to be floor, I'm finding, is something that I can't quite define. Um, which is good because I feel like everything that's been tr- that I felt true about myself are things that I cannot truly like put into words. 
So that's been like what's been motivating me to be on this search for how to be my best self and how to take care of myself and how to build resiliency so I can fight for myself. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. This is not a LaCroix. <laughs> no, not at all. You were mentioning earlier how much you were enjoying your work lately. Why don't you tell us a bit about that? Um, I... I am a program coordinator and I work for um, a hired institution and a lot of my work focuses around sustainability and the way I like to view my job, not necessarily what's written in the job description, is um, a way to engage with students and to build connection and to learn how to be in relationship and hopefully by being in relationship with my students, um, that is modeling a way <clears throat> to be in relationship and and doing a lot of that around the topic of sustainability, sustainability going beyond just the idea of like recycling or composting. I don't think the soda is doing very good work for my throat, so I'm going to put it away and I think I should drink water. Um, so just like little things like that trying to be in conversation with my students about what does it mean to be people to be living on the, in the community that they're living in to be going through college and whatever they're going to choose to come in their life um next and understanding that as we're living on this planet um there are other people and there are other beings that exist with us um and how can we live our best lives and while living our best lives there is space for other people and other beings to live their best lives in whatever capacity that looks like um which is very vague sometimes and very abstract but um i find that having that mentality helps me um make decisions on a day-to-day basis so i kind of see my job as doing that um being those conversations with students and allowing like making space for those conversations to come up in to be had it sounds like you are sort of a, a steward yeah like you're ushering people along in the world and trying to teach them to be the best people they can be did you think that that's something that you like the kind of work that you would find yourself doing <laughs> i think that is um that is a very, very high compliment for you to be giving me a teacher or steward. Um, <laughs> I like steward better. Um, I'm trying. I'm trying to. Um, I've, I wanted to be a scientist for as long as I can remember. Um, and, and I went into that world with a lot of vigor and put in a lot of work into that. And... Just things didn't shake the way I thought they were going to be. And as opportunity was coming up and I was noticing things, um, I don't know. The first time I TA'd, I was a teaching assistant um, my senior year. And I was t- like TA for a natural resources class. Um, there was just something in that moment that I was like, whoa. that This is an opportunity and it felt really good and energizing. Um and it was like as 
things in my life were shifting, especially the external things were like really shifting. And I felt so lost. That was one space that I was just like, I feel like I'm doing some good. Um, the relationships that I'm creating with my students felt like it was a force for something good. Um, and that, that like, and I've been kind of hooked on that. Um, but um, that's been shifting too. So in the, like in the past, this past few months, I've noticed that I don't get the same feeling when I'm teaching anymore. So that's something I've been very curious about um, as to why this work that I used to do so much now doesn't it used to be energizing. Now sometimes it can be draining. Um, but that's to be expected with being in front of a room and facilitating conversations and holding space for people. So, no, I did not think I'd be doing this. <laughs> um, yeah. I was like, I'm going to, like, make money. Um, <laughs> and there was a point I was like, I want to be a dictator. And there was another point I was like, I want to be a ninja. And I was like, mm, I don't like people telling me what to do. Um, so... I don't think I could get to ninja training. And then I figure out later on that being a dictator is kind of like a little fucked up <laughs> to some people, the ones who are doing it. I, I don't think they think they are, but for me, I was like, Oh, I don't, I don't want to live that life. So I became a teacher <laughs> when being a dictator wasn't an option on the table anymore. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Managing expectations. Um, <laughs> so, that's funny. I was reading um, some astrological meme the other day, and it said, like, dream job for each of the star signs. And I think Scorpio was a dictator. What is your sign? I'm not a Scorpio. <laughs> oh, Pisces. I think, like a, like, a lot of the things they say for Pisces, like, what do they tell you that I'm supposed to be? For that particular meme, what is your what is the Pisces dream job? I would have to look it up. It's usually like an artist of some sort or somebody who like lives in the ethers, which I do. So oh, it's a mermaid. It's a mermaid. Oh my god! Yes, I would totally. Mm, mm, yes, I would be a mermaid. <laughs> I'd be a mermaid for so, free. <laughs> so certain Piscean stereotypes you agree with. Yeah. Go on. Yeah. Like, um, being a dreamer and being somebody who lives in, like, um, an alternate alternate universe, that's me. I'm just, like, how, like, I'm often in my head, and I just, like, dream of these, like, fantastic, like, alternate realities, and then I come back to reality. I'm like, oh, people suck, and I'm a person, and I suck, and I'm like, ooh, this is awkward. Um... In the water. I love water. Um, I love the sea. Um, I'm an islander, so I think that's a part of it where um, salt water is something that I need. It's like whenever I'm like by salt water, it's just like something in me shifts. Um, When I'm doing like meditations and I'm looking for deep relaxation, that's what I bring forward or like I call upon um, as a refuge, so... Yep, 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 yep. I'm not cursing. I haven't cursed yet. I feel so proud of myself. Love it. I hate it. The game don't stop. <laughs> You're going to ask me a legit and serious question. Please proceed. You mentioned um, being an islander. Which island? 
Which island? Which island? Um, I am from the island of Haiti. Um, um, Saint Michel de la Talaye, um, which is in the northern region of Haiti. Um, this this is so funny. I avoid questions like where are you from. Two questions I avoid on the regular. It's just like how are you and where are you from. Um, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. And here we are. And here we are talking about those things, like what's happening with you and like where you are. Yeah, um, I was born in Haiti. Um, my birth certificate says Saint Michel, but I was born in a tiny. I'm assuming I don't know if it was tiny actually. I was born in a hospital called in Gonaive, which have been in the news in the past. Um, which is on the, it's like coast. I think it's near the coast of Nafra when there's like. Huge like hurricanes or just storms that it gets devastated. So, but um, the town that I'm from is like is in between like a bunch of mountains, and my family, um, especially as much as I know my mother's side, have been living there for at least like two, three generations, um, and. Yeah, I'm like I'm the first. My, like, well, I'm an immigrant to this country, so my mom and I, I think, were the first one in my immediate family to like migrate away from the country. So that's been like fun, to put it in some words. Yeah. The first, huh? <laughs> what? The first. Um, I think so. I mean, like, in terms of like the immediate immediate family, I think so. Um talking like my grandmother and her grand my grandfather's children on my mother like on my mother's side obviously but on my father's side there's been other people who've left the country and have been living here for longer than we have but yeah I'm an immigrant <laughs> is there a sort of disconnected feeling between like it just being like you and your mom mm. like because you you're saying you don't have any other country uh, family in the states well we do now i have like an aunt my aunt mom as i like to refer to her when i'm in therapy or my therapist like to refer to her um i was she lives in she lives in, in, in brooklyn now with my mother um and so yeah but for the most part in the first few years we were here um it was just me and her um i didn't feel the disconnect it's more it's more like as I'm getting older and I'm like thinking about like how do I want to live my life and what does community mean to me and who do I want to be in community with um, that I started feeling that disconnect. But um, growing up, it was just like I was just like trying to learn the American game. I was just like trying to like I was just like in it. I was like like I left Haiti and I know like back then I was like it like I'm not going back. So I was just like, what is this American thing and how do I get into this game and so I can play it? Um, but now I'm just like, I don't like this American game that much. Um, so what does it mean, um, for me to be here and do I want to build a life in this country? Um, what would it mean for me to like go back to Haiti? Um, especially feeling that I've, I've Americanized or learned a lot of American customs Mm. and move in a way that is very much, that's very much like I it like gets me branded as American. Um, what does that mean? What would it be like to transition back to living in a 
in the country that I was born in um, that claims me. So those are open ended mm-hmm. questions. It sounds like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those are the best questions I find. <laughs> the ones with no answers. Yeah. The one you gotta live. Um, I love you. <laughs> You're not allowed to edit that out. <laughs> Tell us more about your alternate realities. My alternate realities? <laughs> I don't know if they're like... Well, one of the ones that I don't have to actively do that much for is... um. I like I'm really into Korean the Korean dramas. I used to be more into like K pop and like Korean like I was more like in the beginning I dipped my hand in all of the Korean like industry. All it had like it was pushing out and um and then my opas. Um I used to like I loved the band Big Bang and then my opa was top and then he he got older and they all are like now older and a lot of them are serving in the army so the band doesn't really produce or make as much music anymore because some of them are still in the army they're getting married which is like the end of like a k-pop star's career for the most part it's just like it just shifts the minute you're no longer like just i've noticed they're no longer like um when a star gets married it just shifts their career you can't like be like a fantasy when everyone knows you actually are a human you have a life and you're not like a pure version so um that band broke up i don't actually mm, mm, that needs to be edited out i don't know what's happening with big bang anymore <laughs> so um so that makes me sad so then i decided like k-pop was not like so now i'm just mostly sticking to korean dramas but um even then sometimes they leave me disappointed but you um find some sort of like escapism in them definitely i'm currently watching this one called boyfriend or encounter depending on like on which streaming service that you are watching it on and it's about like this like chabal which is this like woman who the ceo of a hotel who like is in a very like interesting and controlling relationship with her mom and her ex-mother-in-law and like her ex-husband and then she goes to Cuba and meet this young man. And the young man is, um, and then they just have like this beautiful like encounter in Cuba. And then when they go back to Korea, he just got hired to this big company, um, which is very hard for you to get a job. Um, and then finds out the woman that he encountered and is a little sweet on is his boss. And it's like, da da da, And it's just like, it's like, it's popcorn for my heart. <laughs> So that's one of the one the way I escape this reality. I'll have to check that out. Or don't. <laughs> or don't. It's <laughs> you were also talking about how you don't usually attend pride events because people are a lot. Mm-hmm. Why don't you tell us more about that? I thought these things were off the record. Um, Just being in large spaces with people can be very emotionally overwhelming. It just tires me out. Like, just 
being around people for a prolonged period of time. Um, We don't even have to be doing anything. Just, like, sometimes being in crowds um, just does something to me. And then I'm exhausted. Um, And also, like, to be honest, sometimes um, I I, I call myself queer, but sometimes in a lot of pride parades, I feel like there's this, this absolute, like, I project that people have this absolute certainty of, like, where people's alliances are. So then sometimes I feel like I don't have a claim to that space, um, which, like, intellectually, I know that's ridiculous. But somewhere in my core, in my gut, I feel like I don't belong in this these spaces, which is interesting because I feel like I don't belong in most spaces that I'm in. So pride just really accentuates that because a lot of like folks who are queer this is like sometimes that community this community is what is where like they're like yes this is my community and for me I don't always feel like I get that in those spaces so then it's always like because I don't feel like such a the way that I hear a lot of people's narrative, I don't feel that claim. I don't feel that vigor, vigor or passion. Then I'm like, I'm not like, am I not that committed to it? Cause I'm not experiencing that much of a rush or I'm not experiencing that much of a like, Oh, this is everything I was waiting for. This is what I needed. So then I feel like, um, I'm a double, not a double agent, but just, <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know. So, so there's also some of that too going on, but but then it's just like I one of the things that I know for sure is just like um, the queer space is definitely how where I my gender is where I feel like my sexuality sometimes can be. Um, so then it's just like what the fuck floor um this is like this is a space that's designed for you and people and there are definitely people that um have been doing the work for you to be able to exist the way you do yet still I feel that feeling um and a lot of times sometimes when I'm like doing practices I'm thinking about the ancestors who have supported me and have allowed for me to like be able to live the life that I have I feel such um I feel supported when I think about the queer folks who have lived and have fought for everything and all the rights that we have and the way that I'm able to claim space and think about myself in and yet still in current spaces in current days when I go to certain queer spaces a lot of queer spaces um I still feel like I don't belong funny how the human body and psyche work before the interview, you dropped an M&M bar. <laughs> Are you a Slim Shady stan? Um, I stand for a lot of people. I used to stand for Marshall Mather, but um, I used to be. Um, um, I think... Uh, I want to say like three or four years in like when my like when I was like I speak English now as a teenager um like I like hearing Eminem on the radio and feeling that anger I was just like yes this is my father (laughs) 
I remember like somebody was like, no, he's not your father. I'm like, no, he is my father. I was just like, that just like hearing those melodies, just like, I was just like, yes, like you feel me. Um, you know what's in my closet. I didn't know what was in my closet, but he did. Um, or like, or hearing Stan and feeling like Stan's loneliness and just like wanting to connect with somebody so much, um, especially as a like, if I as I, you can tell from my Korean, um, like somebody who's obsessed with like Hollywood and just like the entertainment world. Obsessed is a strong word, actually. As somebody who like devote a lot of their attention to that space um understanding that and how that can become a reality um yeah like eminem's fury just as like a teenager i was like i need this this is this was this felt so good for me and then i got older and um i started feeling less and less comfortable with even like the thought of like holding anger i think i moved away from him and he do also like a lot of his lyrics were really fucked up, and I was like, I don't want to passively absorb that. So that's what kind of ended the relationship. Also, Revival was not a great album. So <laughs> I like the first like the first few albums. I was like, yeah, but it's good. And then I was like, uh, misogyny and just like homophobia and just like pure hatred, and it doesn't sound good. It's not clever, and yeah, which goes to ask me a question of like how much bullshit am i willing to like allow because it's good art or good material i don't know another thing i'm trying to live so yeah how much bullshit (laughs) i don't know i would like to say the answer is zero but champagne poppy is like (laughs) Do you want to speak for a minute on Drake? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. Because you won't be able to step foot in the six <laughs> again. No, 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 no. Um, I can't. Um, I can't. It's like, it's kind of those things, right? Where we're like, here's where I stand and here's what intellectually or just like in reality, the way I want to move through the world. And then... You hear Kiki, and then you start moving, and you're like, fuck, and it's like, you're like, oh, my body's betraying me, and it's like, no, like, I don't know, my body needs some of that music, um, I don't know, that's my feeling with just most of hip-hop, and a lot of, like, pop culture. Sort of asks us to, uh, examine our morality over and over again. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes. Um, if you're listening or if you wanted to engage with that, it can. Um, and at the same time, recognizing that um, a lot of these artists, like I was listening to J. Cole's and Anderson Park yesterday at work. Um, and just, just like being like, this, just being like, this sounds good. This makes me like this sounds good, and knowing to some at extent these people are talking from their lived experiences and are telling a particular truth, and it 
that truth i think about some of the friends that i have who love like drake and for me to be like just like being in relationship with those people and knowing that they feel like they're being mirrored by those by those artists and knowing there are people who are feeling like they're being seen and their experiences are being seen and validated and affirmed through that art i'm like there that is like who am i to being like there's no value in that um and just for me to recognize like oh this art is not made for me this whatever this is is being made for the artist to be sold and at the end of it i am not um this is not my mirror this is not where i should be looking for a mirror and i should just like bump to the beat (laughs) and call it a day Are you writing? <laughs> oh, it's bad. Um, I I recently found, like, YouTube suggested this artist. I think her name is Tamar. Um, she's Haitian. And she's like, oh, gosh, she's stunning. Um, and she has this song called One Job. And she's basically talking to this guy in the video at least she's like you only have one job and to have like to like give fire dick as she puts it and i just like being like okay like this like she's not speaking to my experiences or my needs but just like seeing like a haitian person a haitian woman i think she identifies as a woman haven't checked on that haven't like i deleted instagram so i'm like I haven't really creeped too much yet, but that is sure to come. Um, And just in the video, watching that experience and just like halfway through, she starts speaking in Creole. um, And I was just like, this is so good. And then there's this, there's this motif she plays with, with this teacup that she's drinking as she's spilling the tea. And like, there's a moment where he's crying and she's like holding the cup under his eye to like let, to drink his tear and there's like there's a sign where the guy was just like oh the person on my phone was my cousin she's like your cousin mm-hmm. and then there's she there's moments where she's like she says oh and the way she says oh it's like it's so haitian and i was just like oh this feels so good and um and then during their conversation a cup fell and that was a cup he was drinking out of and then that just kind of like squashed your conversation and as though like something more mysterious than we can understand stepped in and intervened in the conversation to being like actually like this is bullshit um and for me at that moment i was like oh right this speaks to like this sometimes when things happen in the world the way i perceive them or i'm like there's something someone some being greater out there i'm watching protecting and just like seeing the video and just like seeing that piece just like being like there are other people who see the world and navigate the world in similar ways than i do even though it's not completely the same it's not completely aligned and even like some of the messages in the lyrics of the words are not things that i prescribe to or view as like the way my world works just that piece those little pieces fed something in me and i was just like 
I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for that little portion that um, that existed. Um, it's the same thing of Drake <laughs> and Eminem and which other, what, whoever art or other artists or whatever piece of work um, that does that for me. Even though I know they perpetuate things that makes it so some of us are not cannot exist in our full in our fullness. It's complicated. It's complicated. It's complex. I said that this was going to be the best interview ever. <laughs> and you seemed skeptical. Why is that? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Um, um, I have doubts. Um, best is 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 implies that I'm being compared to other interviewed this interview is being compared to other interviews not and only compared it's better than them <laughs> but to do that you have to do analysis where you're comparing all of the others and their qualities to what is currently you're you're, you're comparing them and you're also making a determination that this is the motherfucking best <laughs> Um, yeah, and that makes me very uncomfortable. Okay, uncomfortable is like when people say things are interesting. It's just like a like a like a way for me to like. It's not, it doesn't make me uncomfortable. Um, it makes me want to be prideful, and I feel like my ego is just like getting some air into it, and um, I don't like that. <laughs> Pride cometh before the fall. <laughs> yeah, no. I don't know. Do you think this is the best interview? Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm blushing. <laughs> uh, yeah. It makes me feel good. And feeling good sometimes um, is not a feeling that I like to have um, to experience. Whoop. What's up with that? There it is. What's up with that? I don't know. I don't know. I'm in therapy for that. I'm in therapy for a lot of things. Um, but that's the one thing that I need to investigate. Um, actually, I just blame the church. <laughs> um, yeah, I grew up um, with Christianity. I grew up um, as a Protestant. And I think... Uh, a lot of, when I was like a kid and I was building my rule of books and how I moved through the world, um, pleasure and feeling good was not a top of the priority list of things you move. That's like, that's, it can lead to pride. It can lead to gluttony. It could lead to like selfishness. Um, so then I was just like, I guess I'm not going to do that. Um, and also I've lived a very disembodied experience. Um, as a way to avoid certain hurts, as a way to like be able to manage the way I move through the world in a way that I can feel safe. So just like certain sensation and certain feelings, experiencing them, um, or not a, I like have never been a priority. Um, and in that's in goes back to the beginning of our conversation, right? What does it mean to be floor? Um, what does it mean to clean my body? What does it mean to clean my experience in to fight so that I can experience them to the full, fullest extent of like, what does it mean to be a human creature? 
um, in a lot of that work that that's that's what that work is um to keep on like living out that question um how can i how do i move in a way that allows that um for me to like feel okay with my joy feel okay with the good feeling feel okay with the warmth um when somebody says this is going to be the best and part of that is because you're part of that experience so that's part of that work I think every one of the listeners at some point should meet you. You're not allowed to edit this part out either. How is that? How would that be possible? How would we just like the the logistics of that? How does that work? Of every listener meeting you? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But guess what? Success. I think is a dreamer. Winning is whatever a dreamer is. When a dreamer never. <laughs> you said it. You know the quote. We're talking about a famous inspirational quote of mine. Was it me or was it Nelson Mandela? I forget. I don't know. But it's su- success is what happens when a dreamer never quits. We'll get back to you on that, folks. Something along those lines. Yeah. Yeah. Never stop dreaming is the yeah. point. Yeah. Keep dreaming. And Keep visioning. Like sometimes you have to quit though. Um, I've like yeah, I I've quit things. Um, sometimes you need to quit things because then I'm thinking um, there there's been like jobs or situations in my life where the big the in big like one of the things is like my pronouns are they them. Maybe that was something I should have said yesterday in the beginning. So if you pause this like podcast in the middle and now you're going around referring me to however you thought you were going to refer me i should have said that in the beginning oops i'm shooting over myself um my pronouns are they them and i definitely um fall under the umbrella of i guess in english as non-binary because i'm like i don't understand what the fuck this is about and i'm like and it's not like on an intellectual level where you're like gender is a construct it is um i feel like it's beyond that like part of my body is just like whatever these things are we don't fuck with that so i claim they them as a way to ask people to refer to me um i think as a way for them to like sometimes force themselves to edit their stories or to ask like hopefully when they're not automatically assuming that i am a she um in that aspect it forces them to ask themselves questions about me before they make them so that that's in a way for them to I don't know maybe not impose certain worldview on me um I forgot what the fuck I was talking about before that they them oh quitting 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 um and yeah I've just worked in spaces where like people don't understand what that meant or like how to hold that and and at first I was like, yeah, it's fine. I get a job and student loans are real. But um, yeah, I, like I found that like working with people day in and out in close proximity and doing work with students and being very passionate. What about the work that I do and thinking that and wanting to be in a relationship with my students and my coworkers where being able to have conversation about that and being able to have conversations about how students call me um, is something that 
that have led me to like quit jobs where like, I'm like, if students are calling me miss every time a student calls me miss, like that really interrupts my ability to be fully present because like sometimes I wish I could be like, Oh, it doesn't matter. But like every time they do it, it hurts a little bit. Not even hurt. It like caused like a hesitation or a cringing inside of me. Um, that makes it like, I'm cringing and I'm in tension when I'm trying to be open and being authentic and being able to be there for the students, especially the younger students that I work with and having being in a workspace where like that doesn't feel completely welcome and that's not open for discussion. Even though I know my students are able to hold those conversation and hold those nuances and being like, Oh cool. You don't like to be called miss. Like, and then you explain to me why or like in being in, jobs or being in an environment where that is not allowed um like sucks and i have quit jobs because of that which of a lot of other reasons but usually in the end that's the thing that chips away um at me in a way that i'm like that i'm not willing to pay the price for a minimum paying job <laughs> let me drown in my student loans <laughs> One of the things um, that I've been really growing, it's like, it's like my capacity to be curious. Um, uh, my capacity to be curious about like other people's experience and my experience and how I experience myself and how I experience life. Um, that, that like, there's something so powerful and that has so much strength for me um one of the things that I've been like giving myself permission to like be curious about is like the pain I've experienced and uh like one of the things I experience is I have menstrual periods I don't know what they're called uh, once a week like once a week no once a month once a full moon cycle um my uterus just does something it sheds its lining and it's a very painful experience um and as i'm like i've transitioned from like using going from pads to tampons to like um cups and sometimes using reusable like pads um just like developing a relationship with that part of myself in the pain. Cause for me, I feel like one of the things that's most annoying about it, not, is it like the hormone change, the way that it impacts my moods and my being It's just like the pain has been something that, um, I've always attempt to do something with, um, mostly like take ibuprofen, just like shut that part of my body down. Um, and just not experience certain part of my experience, just not feel it. And, um, that is just one of the ways that I've been experiencing pain as I'm thinking about like, um, losses and grieving and just like sadness and just things that are like emotionally painful or just like my body just being in pain, just like thinking about the way this culture, um, being American culture, like really asks me and a lot of us to like move away from that pain, um, I think about heartbreak, like people tell you, like, find another person to just use so you can get away from that pain Um, or just like, but that's just a part of the experience of being alive in just the way that um, when I went to, like, I had such bad period cramps, menstrual, 
Okay, whatever. Um, I had like really bad cramps one time in the beginning of like my menstrual cycle. And I went to the ER and they were like, take it. Like, they're, like I took ibuprofen and I was in so much pain to the point like my roommate was like, I don't think these are cramps. And then we went in and then they were like, are you here for just like pain management? And I was like, I don't fucking know what pain management is. I feel like um, a part of me is wanting to kill, like my body's like dying because I was in so much pain. What the fuck is wrong with me? And then they were like, there's a lot of things that went wrong. On multiple occasions, I got, I was asked if I was bleeding and I was like, uh, that's how periods work. Um, all of the people who saw me were male doctors. So that explains a part of it. They're like, what about when you pee? And I'm like, it's kind of hard to tell, dude. I just peed and I just started my period. Kind of hard to tell where the blood is coming from. Uh, <laughs> but just like thinking about how, what they just, the solution was like, take something to kill off that pain, which I was grateful for in on some capacity, but another level of being like, actually, maybe that pain is telling me something actually like when i have like when i'm crying because i'm so sad or i feel like my heart is breaking that is part of the human experience so how can i be curious with that and experience that as fully as i can and hold space and learn how to be with that pain and process that um so that i can experience something different um so i can experience joy so i can experience that warm feeling that i feel um, that I sh- I feel guilty for experiencing or I feel shame to experience. Um, and just being really curious about all of those experiences, all experiences and how do I give and how do I be in relationship with those experiences? So that's something I would like to not leave with without talking about um, just being in relationship with what is and being with it. it's so funny i've been thinking about um the people that i find like i'm gravitate toward towards in life especially in the last year or so like i i love people who are sad who have like i don't know how to describe it there are certain people that i'm like you've known sadness i'm like you've experienced loss and when you've experienced loss you don't like turn away from it you're allowed that loss to like change you and the way you move through the world um so i've just been thinking a lot about that lately i don't know what this had to do with being brown and queer out in vermont but (laughs) what does black and brown queer culture in vermont look like to you (gasps) the fuck do i know (laughs) you know me i'm a recluse (laughs) i don't know um, I feel like it exists because I'm here and you're here and I know other people who are brown and therefore we are part of the culture. Um, but it's hard for me to like think about and to put into words. Like when I'm in Brooklyn or in New York, um, I know what it looks like. I know what it feels like. Um, I know what it sounds like, but here, um, outside of like my job where there are a lot more students of color and there is an intentionality of creating space and organization so that those students can be together I don't know what it means in terms of like um outside of the academic 
the academy academic academic academy academy outside of the academy these are hard in english sometimes so um i don't know i think there's a lot of loneliness that can be there or um a lot of not being seen at least for me um the one thing i love about burlington is that um i can i feel invisible where i can feel like i i can move through the like through spaces without being seen and there's a level of safety there for me um where um if i don't want to go like when people ask me those like, people here always ask how are you doing I don't actually have to get into it because most people don't really look at me to even ask me that. So then I can avoid that. Um, so that feels good um, in a way. I, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't know. When do you feel most brown and out? When I'm with you, with you, with you, with you. I think that's Chris Brown. <laughs> and another one. This is like circa um, 08. Um, if I should die before I wake, it's cause you took my breath away. There's no gravity to keep me down. For real. Jordan Sparks. Yep. 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 Feel free to edit this out if you want to. Uh-huh. <laughs> I love how I'm giving you exit like order on your like podcast, being like, I have creative control over this. When do I feel most brown and out? I feel I have beef with the term out in the concept of out in the narratives around out. Um uh it's like to be like I feel like to be out is you have to have like this revelation of yourself and usually that revelation needs to be packaged in a way that other people can understand um and usually for me sometimes because of the vagueness I feel around my um gender and the vagueness I feel around like my sexual identity and so much of the vagueness that I just experienced like around um a lot of things that are enclosed within the LGBTQ letters um, and A. That's funny. I forget the A. I feel like, given that I'm on the A spectrum, it's like like everyone else, including myself, we just I'm just invisibilizing part of my identity and experience. Oh, good old internalization. Um, that like it's supposed to be like a clear thing. Um, I remember, like, the first... For me, it's always been, like... the Like, I came out, and the world was like, oh, you're gonna grow up and be a woman. I was like, mm, okay. And then I saw, like, the things that women are supposed to be doing. I'm like, mm, I don't think I want to do those things. And just, like, constantly questioning things. I mean, like, why do women have to do these things? Why? And then just, like, asking my friends, like, how do you know you're gonna be a woman? And then, like, you just do. And just, like, constantly questioning it. Until one day, I was, like, on Tumblr. And then... I saw somebody wrote this, another word, and I was like, that's an option. I just, like, recalling back in the past when I've seen people who um, 
were like gender non-conforming or like presented in a way that i didn't know was an option of like being i was like oh shit like those are options and it was just like constantly realization of like all of the things i was seeing around me that did not reflect my internal experience and i never like fully i didn't know that i could like be in opposition of um just like constant like small realization of like oh that's an option cool and just like in my head just being like okay i don't have to act a certain way and i can just let go of those expectations and just do what i want and just like having just like a small increment of those throughout my entire life um around gender and sexuality and staying true to myself and then one day finding words and finding that people in like the community have been like creating knowledge and building on that and like are finding words for it and all of a sudden i'm supposed to like claim those words to explain to people what my internal experience is so that they can better interact with me and to do that and i was like cool i can do that once but then realizing that i'm gonna have to do it in every space and just being like oh <laughs> i just remember like one like being in therapy being like i just like if i if this is a part of me now and i come out quote unquote out of just being like i'm non-binary that means I'm going to have to do it in every fucking space I go to. So what does that mean? Um, does coming out mean other people knowing it or just me being like in, rela- in reality with that truth and living it out? Um, so I have some beef with the um, beef with the narrative of being out. Um, because for me, I'm just like, it's it's like having somewhat of an understanding not even fully understanding it just but like just being comfortable with the ever-expanding boundary of like self and how self is defined and self is viewed and not fully understanding it but giving it room for myself to live in that that's what it means for me to be out so that means like being in spaces I feel the most out when I'm in spaces where I know I can just do be me and know that um, harm, be it physical, be it like financial, be it like emotional is not going to come to me because of that. Um, I'm always black. (laughs) So I'm always black, but when I'm out, um, is when that there is um, a level of like knowing that I will not die. Um, parts of me will not be harmed or asked to die in certain spaces. Thank you for talking to us today, Floor. I appreciate uh, your time and your words and your energy, and your spirit. 